Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Windermere Coach. I will also be joined on occasion by Eric Thompson, Doug Simcock, and Nick Hansen. Our goal is to talk about how to create work-life balance in the real estate world, and we also want to address what does it mean to create epic customer service. We hope you find these episodes useful, and we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, this is Michael Fanning and my good friend Nick Hansen. And this is uh, Ask a Windermere Coach podcast, episode number two. And our episode this this uh, month is about why a routine matters. And so, uh, real quick, uh, I am a uh, employee of Windermere Services. I work for Windermere Services Company. I also coach. I'm also an instructor for Ninja. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I'm talking to you about today uh, is stuff that I do for myself. And uh, my good friend, Nick, he's been a longtime coach, been in real estate, his wife's in real estate, collegiate coach in swimming. Nick, tell a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I, uh, after I graduated from college, I got into coaching right away. I uh, got my master's and uh, coached collegiately, um, Arizona, Wisconsin, and uh, did that 88 to 99 and then jumped into real estate right into uh, uh, the Ninja Company, which is the group in Northern Colorado. Nice. And uh, today we're talking about routines. And uh, I got to tell you, um, once I realized that a routine was important, it's funny how it changed my world. And I know that you think routines are important. About your collegiate world, tell me a little bit about how uh, um, a routine matters. Or better yet, what, 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 what do most people do for a routine? Like, tell me, like, what would be like a, a really funny, great routine that you might hear uh, when we're talking to people right now, like what they do? Well, what, I, what I'll start with, I'll just go back to this. When I really learned about routines was when I was coaching. And, you know, it, it, in swimming, you're doing two practices a day, 10 or 11 practices a week. And uh, our athletes, the most productive they were, the most successful, the most productive, especially in the classroom, was when we were training hard because they were in a routine. When, when, when we gave them time off, which was t- about two to three weeks a year, that's when it was just a disaster. I mean, they were in no routine, no habit, you know, the habits had to change. There were no habits then. then. So uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in routines, but uh, I, I know I was joking about Michael the other day. I was like, uh, so, so here's how not to have a routine. Okay. <laughs> so imagine this, uh, you know, I crawl into bed last night, 11.30, 11.45. I think by the time I went to sleep it was around 12.30. And you know, as my eyes, I was laying back on that pillow, I had no intentions of getting up at a certain time. There was no alarm set. Um, you know, I thought I'd just wake up whenever I wanted. I mean, made sure the shades were pulled, too, because I want to make sure the sun didn't wake me up in the morning. You probably were flipping through social media just before you went to bed. Just, yeah, right? Absolutely. Got my yeah. blood pressure up just a little bit. But, you know, I woke up, woke up about 930, grabbed a cup of coffee and uh, flicked on CNN News. 
and uh, watched that for a little bit. But then I flipped it over to Fox News. And I was like, gosh, so this isn't, this is, I went back to CNN. And then I went back to Fox. And guess what? It was 90 minutes later. And I was really upset. Man, I was angry this morning. <laughs> and so then guess what? I jumped on the social media. I got it, especially on Facebook. And I have a few friends that are really into politics. And we don't see eye to eye. So I, we sent a few messages back and forth. A couple memes. Yeah. yeah, it's a couple times. And yeah. guess what? I even got more angry. Uh, next thing I know, I was a little hungry, and it's about lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you don't want to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and it's and it's crazy. I think a lot of us. What's amazing, and what I find, is that um, you know, in our non-conscious state, unless we give it intention, uh, you know, we will always go to uh, the comfort zone. Right, we'll always move to that world of, of not being intentional about doing something. And I think that if you look at any, you know, before we uh, jumped on this podcast, I was online and I just typed in, you know, uh, what are some good things to do in the morning? And you can find numerous, numerous, numerous articles about all the things you should be doing. And it's, so it's not a mystery. So why do you think so many people uh, don't run a routine? What do, you, what do you think it is that causes us not to run our routines? I, you know, I think people like to be reactive versus proactive and uh, reactive to me most of the time is not productive. Um, and I think a routine, I, it, a routine takes a little bit of time. For example, if I naturally wake up at 8, 830 and I say, gosh, I'm going to start this new exercise routine. And I'm going to get up at 645. I'm going to be exercising at seven. Guess what? The first couple of days, it's a little painful, meaning... Right. It, it takes, so I always tell everyone, when you want to start a routine, you have to make a 21-day commitment. Uh, at the end of 21 days, then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, a little, e it, it becomes a little easier. Right. But so, so there's always a little bit of, you know, depending on what the routine you're trying to incorporate, but there's always a little bit of pain, I say, at the very beginning. You're going to be more productive. You're going to feel good. But at the very beginning is like, gosh, I have to get myself to do this. And I think often uh, when I go back to reactive versus proactive, let's just say this. Hey, I want to work out for 30 minutes, and I'm but I'm still reactive. Well, I start my walk in the morning, and guess, lo and behold, the phone rings. And what, what, what do I do? I react to it, and I get on the phone. Next thing you know, 15 minutes of my walk is committed to this telephone. That's, that is not a good routine. Um, so, so I think part of the reason why people don't do it is because of maybe a little bit of pain to get started and they're afraid, um, to fail. I, I'll use the extreme case because I, I think we'll cover this at some point in time is, you know, I've been in real estate 21 years, really been working with people for about 14 years coaching them. And when I first jumped into coaching, I was like, I can make the routine for everyone from six in the morning until six at night, and it should never change. I think in our business in real estate, that's not possible because we do have things that are gonna come up. But what I like to do is let's have an amazing routine in the morning and let sort of chaos happen in the afternoon. Like things pop up, we have to be reactive and that type of thing. So, um, but I know for me, for, I'll just give you an example. Sometimes we set up a routine that's really not possible. So for me, if I said, I want to do my exercise in the afternoon, it's just not going to happen. I'll find too many things to get in the way. I don't have all my energy. I'm not fired up. 
I know for me to exercise, it's got to be first thing in the morning. It has to be. Right. Otherwise, it's just not going to get done. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, and I think the other thing, too, is uh, giving things intention. I think a lot of times what people do, and we do this a lot, is when somebody says they want to do something or they're going to change a habit, right? So they're going to take an old, an old habit that's a negative habit and turn it into a positive habit. Um, I think the first course, first question we always ask is why, right? Why do you want to do that? And, right. and what's the intention behind it? Because the challenge is, is that, uh, you know, I love it. Uh, I think his name is uh, uh, Jocko Willink. He was a, a SEAL and he has a podcast and he says, you know, if you think you're going to be motivated every day, you're fooling yourself. What it ends up, what, what you need is discipline, but discipline is driven by having a why or having an intention. So like if somebody says, I want to get up early every morning, I mean, first question you ask is why, why do you want to get up early? What, what's the reason behind it? Right. And then as soon as your brain has that reason, it's still not going to be easy. Right. Cause like you said, you gotta, you gotta get to that point of uh, automaticity, I guess, is where you just naturally are doing it. And that, you know, and, and you got 21 days, but then you got another 20 days. It's like confusion. And then finally hit like the, the 50th and the 60th day and then your body says okay i got this but you know what you find and i don't know if you experience this most people give up right they they give up in that like 23 25 day window um and they do it for a while it's like you know when you see people do a 30-day challenge you know the 30-day challenge is over none of them are still doing it because yeah. they haven't right. they haven't moved it into that where their body says hey we're, we got to do this all the time yeah and so i think that um the biggest thing, my point is, is that if you're going to change, you're going to have a new habit, you got to ask yourself why and give it intention, right? What, what's the reason for why you're going to do this? Because if you don't have a reason, you're not going to stick with it. It's just not yeah. going to happen. You know, I, th I think too, when I, when I think of routines initially, my, my, you know, because we deal with real estate, right? So, so naturally we go to, a you need a routine to be successful in real estate, but it goes hand in hand with life. I don't think you can have a great life without having a great routine. So I actually think routine, um, you know, the intention, I think a lot of people are like, I need to get in the routine. And the reason is initially is because of real estate. I want results and I want repeatable results. But really what I look at is those people that have really, really good routines, not only their real estate results, but their life, they're just, they're, they're just happy. They're just happier, healthier, emotionally more stable. Um, I think they go hand in hand. I totally agree. Well, you know, and, and the things that, um, so I do the coaching with uh, the Titan Academy. And one of the things, the first thing they worked on with me uh, when we first started said, hey, you know what, um, you know, business aside, just what do you do in the mornings? And what do you do in the evenings, right? What do you, how do you book in your days? And it had nothing to do with business and everything to do with your brain psychology, you know, how you run your brain. And, you know, so the first thing he said is, you know, you don't look at your phone, you don't, uh, you don't jump on social media, you move your body, right? You get out of bed and you move and you get exercise and you get your heart rate up. And then after that, then you know what, then what's your intention for the day? What, if you could wave a magic wand, have your day be just the way you want it, right? Write it down. What, what is it going to do? And then be grateful for whatever you have, right? So what are yes. you grateful for? And then learn something, like listen to a podcast, listen to 10 pages in a book. And none of that is like wake up and turn on your phone and answer email. None of it's, you know, jump on social media, go to Instagram. Um, you know, it's very, and, it's, and it happens every single day at a certain time, right? And ours happens to be five o'clock, five between five and 5.30. But, um, but whatever it is, 
are you owning that time? And I think we talk about this in coaching. You know, are you owning your mornings? Are you having a great morning? Yeah. Because that just rolls into the rest of your day, like you talked about. You, you know, Michael, what, what, what I, and we've never talked about this, so I'd like to hear your opinion on this. But I, I'm a big, I mean, we're both big in morning routines and we're both big into exercise or, or, or some type of stimulation. And uh, the, during this podcast, we, ha we have fires, we have COVID, we have elections, we have so much. I mean, I always tell everyone 2020 is world record pace for craziness, right? We're on world record pace and we still have a ways to go. <laughs> so I've challenged several people just simply give me thir a 30 minute walk outside, no podcasts, no music, listen to the birds chirp clear your mind for the day and see how that works for you. And I, I, I would say anyone on here that's really like, Oh my gosh, I just don't feel, you know, I just don't feel right. I just, I'm like, just give me 30 minutes outside. Um, listen, just, just some time to yourself with a little bit of exercise. And I think if anything, that can start your day in a, in a good high positive. I totally agree. In fact, I know that uh, the days that I feel the days that I feel the least like running my routine are the days that I need that exercise the most in the morning. Because even though, like, like I said, you know, you're not motivated, but I still know why I need to do that. And so as soon as I get on the rowing machine or I go for a walk with my dog or whatever it happens to be, all of a sudden, because of the chemical change that happens in my body, I feel better, right? And my brain starts clearing and I start uh, solving problems. I start having uh, thoughts about what I want to do for the day. I have intention and now I'm ready to go and I'm ready to roll into it. But the biggest problem is, like you said, is that a lot of people, what happens is they wake up in the morning and they're not feeling it. So what they think is, oh, I'll just stay in bed. And the problem is, is that doesn't take you into a good calm space. That actually pushes you even more into the red, into the reactionary mode, because now you're reducing your time to do something. Now you're jumping up and you're running around and you literally, if you start your day reactionary, that's going to carry through all the way through to the evening and you're going to be in this state of anxiety and you're not going to get anywhere. But, and, and, but most people, you know, they would instead, they'd rather hit that snooze button than just go, you know, five, four, three, two, one, get up and move. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I, I, I even say that the snooze button is just something that it, yeah, it's the, like, that's not an option. <laughs> that should not right. be an option. Like when you got to go, let, let's go, let's, let's, let's get up. Let's, let, let's get our day going. Um, but I, you, you know, I think um, routines, you know, we can go through, I, like I could, go, I could tell you right now, if, if I had to wave my magic wand, you know, uh, people listen to this podcast are so many different situations. Do I have kids in school? How old are they? Do I have to handhold them? Do I have a spouse? Is my spouse working at home? You know, everyone, but, but, but I, I'm just going to throw out a really generic um, and, and then maybe some ways to tweak it. But I, my, my favorite routine is uh, get up, get up early, uh, commit to some exercise um, and then get yourself ready for the day. A nice breakfast, you, you know what, unless you're into fasting, but whatever. And then um, you are, and then establish Monday through Friday. This is the time I'm going to turn my real estate brain on. And I'm going all in on my real estate. And you know what? And, and my thing is I want, I want 100% focus from, let's say, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Give me three hours of laser focus. And if you give me that Monday through Friday, you're going to win the week. 
for sure, right? You're going to win the week for sure. So try to win the day by 11. You know, if something happens to pop up, uh, like, uh, oh my gosh, I got to go show a property tomorrow at nine o'clock, then guess what? I'm going to be a bit disciplined and those morning activities I typically do, I'm going to have to find a time in the afternoon and commit to doing them. Right. Um, but if I can win the day by 11, um, and then let sort of chaos happen in the afternoon, it, it's give me three hours a day and, uh, and you're going to be very successful. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's interesting. So, uh, one of our other coaches who will join us on one of these podcasts, Doug Simcock. So, you know, he runs and operates the, uh, Windermere office in Walla Walla. And one of the things that he started doing is when it comes to routine. So similar to what you said. So the idea is that um, you know, you do what's called a weekly design system. So if I were to look at my week, I said, hey, here's all the things that I want to accomplish in the week. And here are those critical things that you talk about that are going to happen in those first three hours of the day that are the must, right? They're, they're not that they're non-negotiables. So whether it be phone calls, property reviews, handwritten notes, uh, those types of things. But before that happens, right, uh, it's taking control of your day early. So getting up and giving an hour to yourself, before you dive into the, the stuff you're talking about is how do I just take care of myself? How do I get up? So in my world, when I think about routine, I say, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to move my body. And that's a 20 minute time frame. It could be longer if you want, but I just want to move, right? Whether it's jumping on a rowing machine, going for a run, 20 minutes. And then the next thing I want to do is get out my journal. I use the five minute journal and then a productivity planner. And I do my gratitudes, my affirmations, right? And then three things that I really need to move the needle in my business today or my life. It can be a combination of those two. And then I pull out my productivity planner and say, okay, what are the five things that have to happen today, right? That are going to allow me to move closer to my goal, closer to where I want to be, you know, tomorrow. Then, um, then after that's done, I uh, pop in my headphones and I listen to a book an audible or I, look, I listen to a podcast on a long podcast, a short podcast. And so, so that all can end up being an hour to hour and 15 minutes and I'm, and I'm ready. And now I can say, okay, great. Now I'm going to dive into my real estate items. I'm going to dive into my business. Right. But I'm now in control. I'm proactive and I'm running my day. And what I find is when I do that, man, my day is so much smoother and works so much better. Right. Then if I'm doing that reactionary thing where, oh my gosh, I hit the snooze for 30 minutes and I get up and then I, like you said, people have kids at home and now I'm running around trying to get the kids organized and I got other stuff happening. Then a phone call comes up and I got a, you know, I got an inspection that all of a sudden went kind of sideways that I'm now I'm looking at that email and it's just crazy. And so that routine, if you can dial that routine in and you can start doing it consistently um, every single day, it's amazing how well. Uh, how, how well you're going to uh, perform for that day. But I'll tell you, one of the things I find is that, you know, the biggest challenge now, and you, we were talking about before we got on this podcast, is, you know, the Netflix and evening stuff. <laughs> so what happens is, is people don't understand, if you want a good morning routine, you got to start with a good evening routine, right? You got to wind down, you got to get to bed. I mean, you know, what are some good evening routines that you've seen? You know, I, I gosh, I, I, I'm probably so far off the charts, but I know for me is like my, my day is wrapped up and I, and I'm crawling in. My head is on the pillow by nine o'clock because I want to have a great day the next day. So what, what I, when I see people struggle is I'll say, Hey, what, what, what did you do in the morning? Um, usually one or two things. Uh, one is, well, I got up late because of, you know, I watched this movie or I just, you know, they like, I was so unproductive, but I, I didn't go to bed until that. That's a routine. You just got to break. And sometimes that's hard, 
if you have a spouse that is also in that or a significant other, but you got to sort of have a, a, let's, let's agree that this is, this is the routine that's going to work for me and try to be compatible with it. Um, but I'm like, I know I'm probably sounds a little crazy, but I'm like, is if I, if I can get, if I watch the 10 o'clock, it's anything on TV at 10 o'clock, then I, I'm, I'm unproductive. Right. right. So I, I'm trying to be out so that I can get it. I know what time I'm going to wake up in the morning. Um, and, and that's what I'm going to do. So the afternoon, but, but I, I want to go back to this. I think one of the hardest things right now, Michael, and I'm going to hopefully answer your question around about way is, you know, those, those people that have kids and, and kids are at home, you know, for the most part in the Northwest kids are at home. Um, and, uh, so, and usually the real tour becomes the teacher, right? Because of our flexibility. So hopefully we can find some time to scratch out for our, for our work. And we still got to have kid time, which is great. That's one of the reasons why we're in real estate. But here's what I think when we come out of this 2020 and who knows, it might be the middle of 2021, there are going to be some people that have made the adjustment that have gotten so efficient with those basic Ninja nine, those, those, those things that we need to do on a weekly basis to generate those calls and appointments. We're going to have people that, are going to be come out of this like blazing because it took it, it what it took six hours to do now they can do in two hours right they can get it done in two hours it, because guess what they have to and if they don't they might be out of business so i actually i want to turn where the situation we're in right now i have i, I see some agents that are going to are on the process of making those adjustments and becoming very, very efficient and all of a sudden realizing, man, I can get, give me two hours and that's six hours of work that I used to have. So I'm excited about that. But I, you know, I guess the afternoon or evening routine is a little bit up in there. I say depending on kids, kids and kids time and stuff like that, family time. But uh, often that some, some of my people that have made the most significant changes on their scorecard in a weekly is three nights a week. They have to turn their phone off between five and eight o'clock. Right. Phone is off. It's, it's off. They're not going to answer it no matter what. I give them a little bit of flexibility because one night, maybe there is a contract negotiation and it's timing, right? But it's not seven nights a week. No way. Um, so I, th that's like, if, I, I'm a big thing that you can't not multitask. So it's like, I'm going to have family time. This is my family time. And then kids are, kids are to bed. This is spouse and maybe another time or my own time. And, and, you know, and then lights are out. Yeah. I think the wind down is key. And, you know, I, I was reading an article the other day and they were kidding, but they said, you know, you would never crawl into bed and let five people sit at the foot of your bed and tell you all the stuff that you should be afraid of and give you anxiety and tell you all the things that are going to go wrong tomorrow. And then you'd go to sleep. Right. But um, but I think a lot of people, you know, if you think about it, I mean, the average American routine is they're bringing their phones to bed with them. Right. And so they're sitting there in the dark and they're scrolling and they're either doing Facebook or social media or they're going through email before they go to bed. So I think a wind down is huge. I think a shut off time to say, you know, no devices after this time and let my brain calm down. And then um, I love on the five minute journal that I have. It's got an evening section in it that says, hey, what were three great things that happened today and what what could you have done a little bit better? Right. And you end with that. And the other thing I'll tell you too, is, you know, when you go to sleep at night, you know, you go into a non-conscious state, but whatever you thought about before you went to bed, you're like marinating in that for seven or eight hours. Right. And so why on earth would you want to go to bed with anxiety or, uh, you know, 
frustrations from the day, go to bed with something that's going to, you know, soothe you, that's going to get you into a state of feeling good. And uh, there's a lot of great uh, evening routines you can go out there and look. And even the phones now, you can program the phones so that they go into a do not disturb mode, you know, an hour before you're ready to go to bed and that thing goes away. But, um, but I think that's the case. And it can be, the phone can be your, your, your choice of, you know, self-soothing or Netflix can be your choice of self-soothing or the news, like you said, watching the news where you go to bed can be your choice of self-soothing. But none of that stuff is positive. None of that stuff's going to benefit you. Yeah. You know, you know, the, 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 another thing that I, this is bad routine uh, is, hey, tell me the first thing you did this morning. Well, at 4.30, I, I woke up and I grabbed my phone and I looked at my email and I responded to some emails. Really? 4.30 in the morning, uh, why couldn't this have been done at 8 o'clock? Because right. guess what? From 4.30 until 8, you know, when it, whenever you turn your real estate, it's just foggy. It's foggy. That is not how you start an amazing day is grab your phone, check your emails and start responding to real estate stuff right away. I, you know, no, you will not convince me that's the best way to start your day. It's not, you know, I, I want to throw out there a little trick that works for me and it's worked for some of the other people that I've worked with. So I might, I think, yes, we work seven days a week sometimes, but I like to think Monday through Friday and I know every week what I have to get done. Right. And I go, I, my goal is by Thursday afternoon, I will, I want to win the week. And if I did win the week, then my Friday is, I call it me time, but I'm still working on my real estate. So me time is, Hey, I'm going to call three people and we're going to go play nine holes of golf. I'm going to call some people. We're going to go for a hike. I'm going to go on a bike ride with some people. So I'm still interacting and making those contacts, but it's, I'm not in the office space. I've earned the right. I already won the week. So for me, my personal is, what's my reward if I kill it this week? Like if I just really stay disciplined Thursday afternoon, then I, but I also have to be disciplined enough that says, no, Nick, guess what? <laughs> we got to come in. We got we got a couple hours and we need to get it dialed in and wrap up an amazing week. Right, I agree. And going back to like when I said Doug, he does the same thing, right? So he has on a Sunday, He'll schedule an hour with himself to plan out his week, and then he runs his routines, but he knows what he has to get done. And his goal is, is that by that Friday, he's got some, like you said, me time. And I, and I think the other thing you find is when you run routines and you do, you know, weekly designs, you end up having way more time than you thought. And, you know, and this is a real eye-opener. Uh, and if you guys are listening right now on the podcast, one of the things I challenge you is turn your phone on and just go to screen time on your phone. And uh, with the phones today, they're pretty uh, robust in what they track. And I want you to look at how much time you're spending in those areas and ask yourself, uh, you know, so let's, they say on average, the average American spends between four and six hours a day, right, on that device. And so how much of that time, right, could you eliminate that's really just unproductive time that you could then commit to getting up earlier or running a routine or doing a weekly design? Um, we all have more time than we think we have. The problem is that we're not efficient at using our time and we tend to waste a lot of time just in stuff that has no impact on anything, right? It's just brainless activity, whether it's scrolling through social feeds or, you know, looking at in, uh, emails or, you know, shopping online. I mean, think about all the, the rabbit holes that will go down in the course of the day where we just blow hours. You know, yeah. it's crazy. You know, another thing I think we have to be careful with is I get this thing, well, Nick, I have to be reactive because people expect that customer service today. Like, man, someone gets to me, I need to get right back to them. 
And I'm like, you know what? Let's play what if. Let's say you do 100 transactions in a year, okay? You do 100 transactions in a year. And uh, do you think people are going to expect to hear your voice every single time they call? They're going to get you? No, they're not. So, you know, let's not fabricate stories in our head that are not true. Now, do I have to get back to them in a timely fashion? Yes, but you don't have to respond like it immediately. Don't set that expectation. I remember a lady, uh, she's like, oh my gosh, Nick, I have the worst buyers in the world. They're terrible. And I'm like, why are they terrible? Well, they, they text me at 1.30 this morning about this inspection items. And I said, what did you do? She said, well, at 1.32, I responded back. I'm like... No, <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and it goes back to setting routines. I mean, we talk about a morning and eating routine. My question is, you know, what's your routine with your client? And so if I'm meeting a client for the first time, am I setting clear communication expectations? Hey, you know, I got to let you know that, you know, we're going to communicate once a week and here's when I'm going to call you. And that's our time to catch up. If there's stuff other than that, you know, obviously you can text an email. Here are the times that I'm not working. By the way, evenings between five and seven, three nights a week, my phone is off. Uh, unless we're in a situation where it's an offer type of situation where we've got to be communicating. But other than that, we can deal with it the next morning. Here's how I work. And what we find is when we will set those expectations, our clients are perfectly okay with it. We're our own worst enemy. Because like you said, somebody texted me at two, so I answered it. Why? You know, I got up in the morning and jumped on email at 4.30 and I saw that you responded at 4.30. So I guess you're working at 4.30. You know, I, and I love uh, real estate agents that'll use it as they think it's a selling tool. I work 24 seven. Why would you ever say that? Your doctor doesn't work 24 seven. Your dentist doesn't work 24 seven. Your financial planner doesn't work 24 seven. Why does real estate feel like we need to work 24 seven? That's right. No, no, there's no, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. You, you need to control your own schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I would say this. So let's let's kind of uh, wrap this up with it when routine. So give me like three great three pieces of advice you give if I want if I not don't have a great routine right now and listen is going okay. I don't get. What are three things you would say for to start establishing a great routine? So I would say tell me the three most important things you want to get done in every single week. So typically one is exercise. Okay, what's the situation? Wave your magic wand when when you exercise. Well, I want to do it in the morning before the kids get up. Great. What time is that? So 7 to 7.30. That gives me time to, so seven. So let's say one is exercise. Give me two other ones. Well, I want to, I, I need to really write my personal handwritten notes. Okay, you turn on your, you, you turn on your real estate brain, you go to your personal office, office, whatever, at eight o'clock. Okay, give me five minutes. Let's be, by, before 8.15, your two personal notes. Every single day, Monday through Friday, eight to 8.15, two personal notes are done. Okay. Let's see. Uh, the third one is, Nick, I, I need to make calls. Okay. Uh, how many calls do you need to make in a week? I need to make uh, 40 calls. I need to make eight a day. On average, how long? They take me 90 minutes. Okay. Let's, let's use, so, so we're going to do 90 minutes of calls. Let's just say three days a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 90, 90 minutes. Um, okay. And my best time is between 10 and 1130 in the morning. Great. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're going to put it in our calendar and we're going to treat it like it's a listing consultation. Those calls, right? If we're, what, what happens during a listing confrontation or consultation? We're 100% laser focused. Nothing interrupts. Text, email, voicemail. We, we just don't do it. So I say, give me the three most important things for you to win the week. Tell us how much time we need to have, and then plug it in and start there. 
That's so a little time blocking, two or three activities, stick them in there, and that's how you start to build an amazing routine. Yeah, I'd agree. What would you say, Michael? I would say so. One I would say is just there's a lot of great books out there or people that have built routines. So, for example, the 5 a.m. club by Robin Sharma. Um, uh, Hal Elrod does the Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents. That's another good one. Uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. There is so much great information out there to, to figure that out. And then commit to it, right? So if you're going to do it, say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set my schedule up. And, and the first thing is identify what time you're going to get up and what time you're going to go to bed, right? And set that up so that you're, you're sticking with that uh, item. And then stick with a system. So if my system, so for example, I use, uh, I use the one through Robin Sharma on the 5 a.m. club. It's called 202020. That's what they do. 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of uh, affirmations and uh, setting up my day and 20 minutes for learning. And that is how I start my morning. And then in the evenings, I use the five minute journal and I wind down at least 45 minutes before I go to bed. So those two things are my, for my routine. And then the real estate side of it is, again, what does your weekly design system look like? Like you said, I love it. Time block, right? Your calendar is your friend. So if there's things that are what we call non-negotiables, like you said, like my notes are non-negotiables, my property reviews are non-negotiables, my phone calls are non-negotiables, they have to happen, then they better live in your calendar. There better be a time block in your calendar, like you said, so this is what I'm going to have, and I loved it, a tight bubble of focus, right? Nothing gets in. I'm, I'm focused, stuff's turned off, and I'm ready to go. In fact, uh, there's one gentleman I coach, uh, he uses the Pomodoro clock. Have you heard of this? So. The Pomodoro is a concept around tight bubbles of focus. So it's, it's on his phone and when he turns, it's an app, it's called the Pomodoro app. And when he turns it on, he sets the time on it and it turns off all the notifications on his phone. So what it does is, so for that amount of time, computer's off, phone's in the Pomodoro clock. It's a, it's a timer that's running and it says you have this amount of time to accomplish this task. And we single task, we don't multitask. And so I get it done. And then it gives you a reward. It says, okay, your time's up. What do you want to do? Well, I want to go surf social media. I want to go grab a cup of coffee or I want to go do something. Great. And then when you want to do another tight bubble of focus, hit the Pomodoro clock, it turns back on and now you're focused. But we try to multitask and you can watch people do this. They'll try to, you know, they'll try to be doing something, but then they'll have their phone over here and all the notifications going off. And you know what? You're never going to get anything done. No. You know, I learned that there's a Dr. Jerry Bell, University of North Carolina, studied all the top leaders in the world. And the number one thing takeaway from him is he goes, you cannot multitask. Right. And, and I was like, I argued with him and needless to say, he's absolutely 100%, right? <laughs> yeah. Our, our brains, our brains are not wired to multitask. No. And you know, the one thing we didn't touch on, which I think we get in with this is that um, there's this, other, when you talk about the brain, there's the reticular activator, right? That RAS that basically builds your intention for the day. And you know, the saying, you know, what you focus on expands. And so if you think about, right, why is that morning routine and evening routine so phenomenally powerful? It's because it's literally programming your RAS. You know, it's gonna manifest what you choose to focus on. And if you don't focus on anything, well, it's not gonna focus on anything, right? Or if you focus on chaos, it's gonna find more chaos. But if you focus on intention, and you focus on a routine, and you focus on what you want to get accomplished, your brain, our brains are powered to do that. They're going to help us, and they're going to bring stuff to us that we want to see, but we have to start with intention and that, and, and, and having that routine built in every single day. So what's it, you, you, what book do you recommend? I know we well, talked I'm about gonna, I'm going to recommend Living with a Seal, and uh, um, Living with a Seal, S-E-A-L, 
And uh, here's the reason. Usually, I, I, if I ever get on a, on a coaching call and someone says, gosh, Nick, I just don't have time for it, I'm like, okay, here, go read this book. Uh, and then I'll say, wait a minute, what were you doing at 4.30 this morning? Right. Oh, you, you had time. It just wasn't a priority. So yep. it's a fun read. It's a quick read. But the reason I like people to read it is if there's something you want to do, you got to make it a priority. And there's always time for you to do it. Living with a seal. Yeah, I love that. So, so the books we recommend is Living with a Seal. Who who wrote that, by the way? You know who the author is? Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to on the spot. The brain freeze. They'll well, be they can, look it up. They, can right. they can Google it. Living with a Seal. Uh, the other okay. one that I recommended was uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, uh, because again, routines are basically habits, right? We have good habits and bad habits. We want to build up more good habits, and we want to eliminate the bad habits. Um, and then, by the way, you guys, uh, this is stuff that we talk about in coaching, uh, winningrecoaching.com. Um, we, we, we base it off kind of the ninja philosophy, but it's a lot about life, and it's about um, work, and it's about that balance, and really building a system so that you have quality in both areas. Would you agree, Nick? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I yeah. mean, often everyone looks at us as it's all about real estate, but you know what? You can have amazing real estate and a bad, not a fun life. That's not what it's all about. You can literally conquer both at the same time. Yeah. Hey, get, getting back. So the author of Living with the Seals is Jesse Itzler, I-T-Z-L-E-R. Jesse Itzler. Okay, perfect. Perfect. And, uh, and I will tell you, uh, you know, uh, like you said, it's 2020 and it's all kinds of crazy stuff going on and we're coming into the fall season, right? So it's going to start getting darker and, uh, you know, and we got an election coming up. We got all kinds of stuff happening. You guys live your life from a proactive state, start asking yourself. And I would really, after you listen to this podcast, really be real with yourself and say, are you really truly running a routine? That's one question to ask yourself. If you aren't, we've just given you resources when, where to go figure out how to run a routine. And the last one is if you really are challenged there, then get a coach, right? Get somebody to hold you accountable or get a family member to hold you accountable or a friend to hold you accountable or somebody right? That's going to be there with you so that maybe collectively you guys can work on it and build your routine so that it becomes a good habit that you're doing where you get to a place of automation, where it's just, it becomes the norm for you. Any hey, final words, Nick? I'll tell you what, the, there, there's greater risk of not working on a routine than there is if working on a routine. So really a, a routine equals results in, in your real estate business and it, it, it's results in your life. You know, the level, your happy, happiness meter will go up. Uh, life will be better. I guarantee it. Um, start out small. Don't go big and think you're going to change the world in a week. Start with two or three things. Like Michael said, make that commitment, make that two or three things for three or four weeks. And then, and then you're going to start getting into a nice habit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, start it off small and just little bits at a time and slowly. I love it when they said, you know, how do I get up earlier? Well, just get up 15 minutes earlier than you're getting up now. Do that for a week. And then two weeks into it, get up 30 minutes earlier. Then three weeks into it, get up 45 minutes earlier. And then finally an hour earlier. And if you will just kind of ease into it, you'll find that it's, it's not hard to do. We all have the ability to do it. It's just a matter of, if, you know, if you want it and if you want to change the way that you run your days. It's, it's important to have those good routines. Well, hey, Nick. Hey, thanks for taking the time. I know you're in a you're in a nice sunny area, aren't you? I am. It's only 105 degrees right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Nick normally is from Colorado. He is from the uh, Fort Collins area, and I am here. I am in Seattle, 
And we want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Again, this is Ask a Windermere Coach. And uh, today's topic was basically on building a routine. And so thank you again for listening and uh, keep your eye out. Uh, save us on your podcast format, whatever you like to listen to. And we'll be doing these about every two weeks. So Nick, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure. All right, everybody. Talk to you later. We want to thank you so much for listening to Ask a Windermere Coach. Again, my name is Michael Fanning. If you found any of this interesting, please feel free to share it out. Also, if you find that you're interested in coaching, you might want to take a look at our website, windermerecoaching.com. Hey, everybody, have a great day, and be awesome and help someone.